Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. Glory be to God. Now, one thing the Lord has been telling us uh, at large in the body of Christ and in this local assembly, one thing is clear, especially this month that is a month of divine growth, God has been speaking to us about growing up, about we as his own children growing deeper in the knowledge of his will, growing more to know him and the power of his resurrection, maturing ourselves in the things of God. God wants us to grow. I want you to tell yourself, God wants me to grow. And say it loud for a congregational uh, uh, consciousness that God wants us to grow. Say that. Yeah, growth is very paramount in the heart of God. Growth is important to God. God wants his children to go, to grow. You see, there is a correlation between physical growth and spiritual growth. God wants us to grow. It's his intention for us to grow. The same way a natural man and a natural woman, when they give birth to a child, they want that child to grow. It is their joy when that child begins to grow, whether it's one month old baby becomes nine months, becomes one year, becomes a toddler at two, three, four, grows again to become a child at eight, a teenager at 13, a young adult at 20, 21, or 18, between 18 and 21. And before you know it, full grown man, full grown lady, before you know it, they are producing child, grandchildren for you. It's an extra layer of joy. So parents always enjoy their children to grow in the like manner in spiritual things also from the babe to childhood to maturity God wants us to grow the same correlation in the realm of a physical as you see physical growth there exists a correlation in the realm of a spirit for spiritual growth too God doesn't want a 20 year old behaving like a two year old or like a one year old the same way you don't want it in the natural you don't want that also in the spiritual. Amen. So going forward, we have learned some things about growth. And this Sunday in particular, I want to encourage you to make the service on time. Because there's going to be a powerful service coming up on growing in the Lord for you. And it's going to be one that will revolutionize your life. A message like that, you will not in any shape or form want to stop growing which is the intention of God. When God can get that in us, that we don't stop, we don't truncate our growth. We are always passionate. We are always giving ourselves to spiritual growth. We will continually be in the center of God's will. Do you know that there are a lot of things we rob ourselves of? There are a lot of things we deprive ourselves. There are a lot of privileges and positions we never attain or get to because we don't grow because we refuse to mature. There are certain things God can't give to us because we fail the test of maturity. I'm trusting God that as he's emphasizing for us in this season, we will intentionally grow in the name of Jesus. So one of the tools for growth is what we are going to be examining today. And I want to be able to tell you 10 reasons. I don't think we'll finish it today. We will do the part one today. 
and part two next week. Ten reasons why believers, ten reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Ten reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Like I said, I don't think we'll be able to finish the ten today, but at least we should be able to do four of it. Reasons why believers should speak with new tongues. Speaking in tongues is one of the tools God has given you and I to expedite, to accelerate, to help, to assist us in the place of growth. When we speak in tongues the way God wants us to speak in tongues, which we will see today, how often he wants us to do it, how intentionally he wants us to do it, and how regularly he wants us to pay attention to it. There are things some of us have taken flippantly that we have not given ourselves to it the way we ought to. And you see, it affects us. It truncates our growth. It makes our growth irregular. And I'm trusting God that uh, today, as we see insight into the scriptures, we'll become different about our approach to it. Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I'd like you to put it on the screen for the people of God. 1 Corinthians 14, 18. says, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than ye all. More than ye all. I wish every believer would make this his habit or her habit to speak in tongues regularly and enjoy this same blessing and source of power in his or her everyday life. Because there are blessings and power released regularly and constantly and consistently when you pray in the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost has not been explored to the degree we ought to have explored it because we have not exerted ourselves to the degree we ought to have exerted ourselves. Please, there's a humming somewhere. It would be nice if we can shut off all the other microphones. Okay, maybe it's this one. Praise God. Praise God. The purpose of this lesson, this teaching, this series is to set forth, like I said earlier, 10 reasons to help believers see the blessing that can be theirs, the blessing available for you through the daily appropriating of the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Daily appropriating the power of the Holy Ghost. We are the platform of speaking in tongues. Reason number one, I said I'm going to give you 10 reasons. The first reason, the word of God teaches that when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives us utterance. When we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives us utterance. So the first reason is this. Speaking in tongues is an initial evidence or a sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How do I know that somebody is baptized 
in the Holy Ghost is with the evidence of speaking with new tongues. Everybody say evidence. That's how I know you are filled with the Holy Ghost. That's a sign to know that the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. If you are speaking in tongues in this house, I want you to shout amen. amen. Uh, this is a church I'm so glad that we can boastly say, or boldly say rather, that uh, 90, 95%, if not 100%, I won't say 100%, but a very strong 95 and above percent of this church speak with other tongues. Amen. And as many that have received Jesus will keep on making it what you should do, speak in other tongues. Remember we talked about the Holy Ghost of recent when I was teaching on spirit, soul, and body. Who are we? Who am I? You remember? We just finished the series of Who Am I? We said God lives in our body. What part of our body does God also live in? In our, ah, Jesus is Lord. In our belly. Out of your belly will flow. What? Rivers. In your belly. Praise God. And who is representing God in your belly? Huh? The Holy Ghost. Praise God. The Holy Ghost. I hope you haven't forgotten these things. Please don't forget them. They are too deep to be forgotten. Amen. All right. So the initial evidence or sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is tongues, speaking in tongues. How do we know? Acts, Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Let's quickly turn there. Acts 2 4. Let's see the biblical evidence. And the Bible says, Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled. How many of them? All of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit did what? Gave them utterance. So that's how we know that they have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because they started speaking in tongues and the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Praise God. So in Acts 10, another evidence came up in Acts 10. In Acts 10, that's the story that the brothers of circumcision, the Jews who were circumcised, they followed uh, Peter to Colinius' house. And when they were in the household of Colinius, they were astonished. Why? Because after uh, Peter preached to the household in Colinius, the power of God did what? He fell on them. Boom! And they started speaking with new tongues. Praise God. They started speaking with new tongues. Praise God. And the Jews thought, well, we thought it was for us only. We thought the Holy Ghost was for us only. We the Jews, we the circumcised. Now it fell on the Gentiles who were not even circumcised. How did they know that the household of Colinius received the same gift of the Holy Ghost they received? How did they know? Acts 10, 46. Let's see. It's the evidence. Everybody say evidence. Uh -huh. That's how I know you got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Acts 10, 46. Are you there? If you got it, say, I got it. For they had them. They had them do what? Speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. They had them. They were not told the story they had with their very own ears. They were speaking in tongues. Praise God. Speaking in tongues was the supernatural sign for them. An initial evidence that convinced them that the Gentiles had the same gift they had. 
It was the head tongues they had. Praise God. That's the initial evidence. Everybody say initial evidence. Uh-huh. Praise God. So reason number one, why should we all speak with new tongues? Hmm? Initial evidence that somebody is filled with the Holy Ghost. Number two now. Everybody say initial evidence. Uh, that's what's going to tell somebody straight off. If I keep quiet, you will say, are you filled with the Holy Ghost or not? If I keep quiet, you might not know. Praise God. You might not know. I didn't say you will not know. I said you might not know. But when a prayer is being raised, for example, and you begin to hear diverse tongues, what would you say? Okay, it's filled. That's the initial, what? Evidence. So are you baptized? That's why we ask that question. Pentecostals normally, or charismatics, they ask that question. Are you baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the, of speaking with new tongues? Uh, the tongues is an evidence that you got the Holy Ghost on your inside. Amen. Now, people who don't speak in tongues, do they have the Holy Ghost on their inside? Yes. Can they have the Holy Ghost on their inside? Under what condition? If they are born again, God bless you. Aha. You must be able to answer scriptures biblically. The person who gave his or her life to Christ, we say we give our life to Christ, but where is Christ? In heaven. So who came on the inside of you? We normally say Jesus came on the inside. So who came on the inside? The Holy Ghost. So the person who at salvation you have received the Holy Ghost, but that is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come to live on the inside. But baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is another experience entirely, is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now remember. We were saying this when we were doing the series of Who Am I? That every believer has the responsibility of presenting his body to be what? To be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's your responsibility. You've got to do that. Every believer. Amen. So number two. Paul, in writing to the Corinthian church, Encourage them to continue to practice speaking with other tongues. Why? Speaking in other tongues, they, it, was, it was encouraging them to constantly practice speaking with other tongues in their worship of God. That is, when they are worshiping God, they should constantly speak in tongues. That is one. He also encouraged them to speak in tongues in their individual prayer lives as means of supernatural or spiritual edification, building up themselves. So in their worship of God, they are to speak in tongues. In their personal life, they are to speak in tongues, to build themselves up, to grow like we are talking about. 
Because there is something supernatural about the language of the Holy Spirit, which you must know by revelation. 1 Corinthians 14.4, let's go. 1 Corinthians 14.4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. But he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, what does he do? He edifieth himself. The word edify means to build up. You are building up yourself when you are praying in tongues. What are you building up? Building up yourself. If you remember in the series I started this month, you said, godly exercise profited. Isn't it so? There is profit. Godliness, in godliness there is what? There is profit. This is part of godliness. Exercising yourself, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So Paul here was telling them was telling the saints that in their personal lives, they should pray in the spirit to build themselves up. Also, they should pray in the spirit in their worship to God. Praise God. Jude 20 tells us another key. Jude 20. Jude 20. I hope you are writing down these scriptures. Jude 20 says, also links praying in tongues with building up yourself spiritually. Okay? But ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We ask them to put two, two, 20 up. Do 20. Okay, you two open it. Maybe they want to encourage you to open your Bible. Okay. Praise God. Howard Carter, one of the foremost Pentecostal scholars or renowned Pentecostal teachers, uh, a scholar of the Greek, Greek language, he said something sometime. He said, we must not forget that speaking with other tongues is not only the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit in feeling, but also a continual experience for the rest of one's life. You shouldn't stop at the initial evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's a continual experience. That is, you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. Don't stop speaking in tongues. Now, I'm saying this because it happened to me too. After I gave my life to Christ, after some time, when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I would just say, when they ask, have you been baptized with the Holy Ghost? I say, yes. You can't deny it. I've been baptized. But I didn't continue. Why? I didn't continue for a lot of reasons. It wasn't a popular thing in those days. People look at you like weird. Praise God. And a lot of other things. And it didn't allow me to grow the way I ought to grow. Praise God. It didn't allow me to grow. I even, I even started arguing for the left. That it's not compulsory to speak in tongues. It's not compulsory. I've been baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, but I don't speak it. Ignorance. Praise God, ignorance. And it, it truncated my, my, my growth as a believer. 
I didn't grow in the way, in the fashion, in the manner God has designed me to grow. Always bringing up old wife fables, arguing, unnecessary arguments that won't edify, that won't build me up in the place of growth. Praise God. But I thank God the Holy Ghost rescued me again. He didn't let it last. Amen. Before he came on. So we must not forget that speaking in tongues is something that should be a continual experience. For what purpose? Why? To assist us in the worship of God. Speaking in tongues, how many of you have cultivated the habit that while worshiping, you can worship in understanding, that is good. But deeper realm of worship is worshiping with speaking in tongues. It's called ministering to the Lord. Acts 13, verses 1 and 2. You minister to the Lord. It gives you utterances which your mouth cannot even bring forth. It's your spirit communicating with the heavens. It takes you into deeper depths of worship. And in such moments, unconscious cleansing takes place. On such moments, there are transactions with the throne of God, with the heavenlies, and your life, and the atmosphere of your life. You should do it frequently. That's the exercising yourself unto godliness. Spend minutes, spend hours in the presence of God, just praying in tongues. I will tell you the advantage when we get to the other reasons. Amen? Now, this exercise, this exercising yourself to godliness, Listen to me, nobody will do it for you. Amen? The more you do it for yourself, the more you grow, the more you benefit from that transaction in the Holy Ghost. The better your life is, the better you are creating an atmosphere that is priceless around your life. Hallelujah. And it is very contagious. Amen? Not the COVID one, but this one is the original one. Amen? Very contagious. Praise God. What uh, Apostle Paul was saying in a nutshell is that speaking in tongues will build you up. Everybody say it will build me up. Yeah, it will. But you got to speak it. <laughs> You're not just going to speak it when you come to church. These are the days people only pray the Holy Ghost when they come to church. No, that's not when to only speak it. You speak it in your closet. You speak it in times, when you create times in the afternoon. You're on your lunch break or something. Do something. Do, do, exercise yourself in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. In the night, exercise yourself in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Do it regularly. Create a habit around your life to do it constantly and consistently. You will see the kind of energy. I don't want to go into Eastern religion and all that because they are the ones who like talking about, oh, the energy here is positive. Which energy? Praise God. You create an atmosphere around your life, a godly atmosphere. Are you listening to me? That's how you generate it. It's through the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
Find friends. In those days, growing up as a young man, we used to do something, we call it tonguing, tonguing. We say, let's go and tongue. Yeah. And it's very, very, a refreshing experience. It's just like you these days, young people say, let's go and hang out. That was how we hung out. Praise God. And it made our lives the better. I tell you. Amen. It's priceless. There are things, you see, uh, you speak in tongues, Satan is confused. You, you collect goodies from heaven. Things are activated in your spirit. Because when you are speaking in tongues, you are boycotting the natural. Your spirit and God's spirit are exchanging something. Treasures are being exchanged. Praise God. And you do that more consistently, more constantly. You do all these things, you will see your life will be at another level entirely. Can I get an amen in the house? 1 Corinthians 14.2. 1 Corinthians 14. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. Woo! Not unto. That's a good answer for those who have been bugging you like they bugged me when I was a teenager. Say, do you understand what you are saying? Do you understand what you are saying? Just making noise all over the place. Do you understand? You see, I'm, going to, I'm still going to get to a place in these 10 reasons why you should warn your friends who make jests of speaking in tongues to be careful because they are speaking against the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? Sound warning. Oh, do you, do you know what you are saying? I don't need to know. Because when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm not speaking the language of men. I'm not talking to men. I am talking to who? God. You see, it's there. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men. It's not your business. You can hear my tongues, but I'm not talking to you. But unto God. That's who I'm talking to. My spirit is communicating deep things to God. My spirit, my real self, my real being is communicating something to the heavenly being who created me. For no man understandeth him, how be it, in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. I love that. Let me teach you a little bit on that. That when you are speaking in tongues, what you are doing is you are speaking mysteries. Mysteries. What are mysteries? Moffat translation brings it out. He said you are speaking deep secrets. Mm -hmm. He's talking about divine secrets, deep secrets. Some things have been communicated to your spirit. They have been deposited in your spirit. When the opportunity comes for the manifestation, it will manifest because it has been deposited in your spirit. Are you listening to me? Deep secrets. Deep secrets. And do you know, oftentimes, the more we do it, the more we do it, oh, it will be amazing. It will be amazing. It will be amazing. I can't say how many times, I think two just flashed my way now that I can share with you. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. Prompting of a spirit. 
I can, it's, it's, too, it's too much. I remember when I was going for a conference. I was about maybe 24, 25 years old. I think I finished school then. And yeah, I was already working. Then uh, uh, I was going for a conference. Then the thing just came on me. Since I was leaving work to go to the conference, but ever since I stepped out of my place of work, I was just praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't know where it came. I was just praying, praying, praying. And of course, on the way to where the conference was, there was a big traffic jam. Don't ask me which country of the world it was. Don't ask me about it. was a big gravity. So I was just praying, praying, praying in the Holy Ghost. It was about seven, seven in the night. I left work at five, seven, I was still on the highway. Eight o'clock, I was praying in the Holy Ghost praying. In fact, I gave some people lifts uh, just to go to the conference. They were just wondering, what is wrong with uh, Pastor D? I mean, you're just praying in tongues. Okay, you know, you know the popular saying, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> they, they all just started praying in tongues too. They don't know how they join. Uh, we were all praying, we were all praying. And... All of a sudden, from nowhere, an 18-wheeler truck showed up, headed for uh, my vehicle, and the trunk area just crossed it. And in fact, the people around were telling, without anybody telling them, they said, this person must have, God's hand must be on you, that how this truck did not get to you or did not crush this vehicle, God's hand must be on you. I tell you, by the Holy Ghost, it was an escape from death. But you see what happened two hours earlier? You see what happened two hours earlier? Divine secrets were being communicated. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And you will see another one that happened was in this town. We only just moved to this town maybe a year plus. About, a, I, uh, maybe she came to my mind because of, I, saw, I still saw her on Facebook today. Praise God. What happened? She was a member of a church. No, she wasn't a member of a church, but a friend was a member of this church. And earlier during the week, the same week, they gave me a call. Oh, she's in trouble. Why? Her husband was leaving her. Her husband, and she just gave birth to twins, and her husband was leaving her for no reason. I think she got involved with another woman or something like that. So there's a reason. Praise God. In this same time, so I, th I prayed for her over the phone, and uh, on a Sunday after church, uh, I was in my house, all of a sudden, the same thing started. I just started speak, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. I don't know what happened. Well, I know now what happened. But I just picked my car keys. I was still praying in the Holy Ghost. What was being communicated? Divine. Divine secret. I just I, I picked my car keys and I drove all the way to this member of the church's house 
that brought, I knew they stayed in the same apartment building, I don't know where. I, I drove to that lady's house and I said, where is your friend so-and-so that you told me about? Said, oh, so-and-so, uh, so-and-so. Oh, he's in the one apartment. Okay, hold on, Pastor. I'll take you there. We went to our apartment building. Do you know what? She had just finished writing a suicide note. Her poison was in front of her. And she just signed her suicide note, put another one on the computer, and was just ready to take it, and bam, 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 who was on the door? Pastor and the lady who brought her to church. And when she opened the door and saw me, she just fell on her feet and started crying. She said, this can only be God. And she said in her own statement, she had made up her mind she was taking her life, but if God loves her, she better quickly send somebody. Praise God. And that was a sign to her that God truly loves her, that you will send a man of God that had never been to my house, that barely even knows my name. I only spoke to this man during the week, and he came, lo and behold. Now, the twins she would have left behind, uh, one of them is already in Bible school now. She's training to be a pastor. The other one is training to be a medical doctor. See what God can do. But you see, when you give yourself to the Holy Ghost, what, are you really, what, what is happening to you? Divine secrets. Even the secret that you are, you are going to, uh, uh, divine secret that is being released into your spirit, you, your mind may not have a clue. Your mind may not have an idea. But divine secrets are being released to you for you to execute. And it will be only by the Spirit. Praise God. Can I hear a good amen? amen? So give yourself more to the Holy Spirit. You begin to, I can go on and on and on and on and on. A catalog of things that I will not have an idea about. I'm not talking of word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Yes, there are, one, there are those ones you will have idea. God will speak. But there are some divine secrets is just being released into your spirit, man. Not only in terms of intervention, divine secrets in, okay, let's, because of our time, let's still go on. Amen. Amen. Are you getting something? Okay. So 1 Corinthians 14, 14. So a divine supernatural means of communication to God. That is what speaking in tongues is. Divine supernatural means of communication with God. So 1 Corinthians 14, 14, are we there? For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit does what? Breath. Now what is praying when you are praying in an unknown tongue? What's praying? Your spirit, the real you is praying. If you pray with your mind, if you pray with understanding, sometimes you are praying wrong. Sometimes you are off point because what your mind has fed you, what information your mind has, what information your senses have is wrong information. It can even be deception. But the Holy Ghost, <laughs> that's why when you pray, in the Holy Ghost, it's your spirit that is praying. Your understanding may be unfruitful. That's what he's saying here. 
I pray in my spirit prayer. But my understanding is what? It's unfruitful. My understanding doesn't know anything. My mind doesn't know anything. My senses don't know anything. I can't grab what's going on. But my spirit knows. And so I'm going to release myself to my spirit to pray. Praise God. The Amplified puts it this way. He said, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays. That's what happens. The Holy Spirit is in my belly. Praise God. And I'm praying. He's praying along with my spirit. Glory be to God. And God who is a spirit can communicate with me, with my spirit. He said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That is where God is going to talk to me. Not through my senses. No. God is going to speak to me here. Amen. In my belly. So the more I pray in the spirit, the more I'm sharpening my spirit to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. That's why people who don't pray in tongues, you are hardly sensitive to the move of God. You are hardly sensitive to the spirit of God. Even when things are going wrong, even when there's a deception about to happen, you won't pick it because you bank on your senses all the time. That's not the way to go. You train your spirit to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. How do you do that? Godliness. Exercising yourself to godliness. This is one of the channels, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray in tongues, listen, your spirit is in direct contact with God. Amen? And number two, you are talking to him by divine supernatural means. In direct contact with God, and you are communicating by supernatural means. Praise God. I say praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So what's the second reason? No, number two, Dikinuche. Come and help me so that we can finish this on time. Come. You can't come this way. You follow the arrow. You disobey to that place. Clap for the Kinujes. The Holy Ghost must be on the inside of him. You see how he directed him. So I can't guarantee until you got to that point, but from not that point. Okay. So the second. Reason, we say, is to assist us in the worship of God. Put that. To assist us. Assist us in the worship of God. To build us up. To build us up. Praise God. Ah, no, I didn't say number three. Oh, okay. Ah, are you now? You are taking over. Write down. To build us up. Okay. Uh, praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20. What did he say? Jude 20. Building up yourself in the most holy faith. Praying. Praying. 
the Holy Ghost. Okay. Number three. Uh, you now sit down there. When, when we finish number three, you come and write for me. Praise God. Clap for Dickie Nuje. See, I can hear your wife clapping from home. Well, sit down. Sit down. Praise God. The third reason why people should speak with other tongues is that tongues keeps us consciously aware of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. It helps us to be consciously aware that the Holy Ghost is here. God is here. When you constantly speak in tongues, there are some adjustments that keeps on taking place on the inside of you. The consciousness of God. What did I call it? The consciousness of God. There's a realm you get to when you pray in the Holy Ghost constantly. You are always God conscious. Everybody say God conscious. This is very important for us. Not only is speaking in tongues the initial sign and evidence of God's Holy, Holy Spirit's infilling. That's not all it does. But continuing to pray and worship God in tongues helps us to be ever conscious of his indwelling presence. The consciousness of it. Speaking in tongues helps you to be conscious. You know, some of, most of the time when we don't do things right or we don't get things right or we misbehave, misbehave, it's because we are not conscious of the indwelling presence of God. You are not conscious that God is there, right there with you. Why would you do that if you believe God is there? Do you get what I'm saying? And if you are conscious of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit every day, it will affect the way you think and the way you live. Praise God. I remember the story of this little girl that was growing up um, um, in a Pentecostal environment, so to speak, or charismatic environment. And, uh, you know, she was 13 years old there about, you know, nothing wrong with being 13. But when they turn teenagers, I don't know, they just have a feeling they know more than you. Have you experienced? Okay. Okay, I see younger people. 13 is the time they think you don't know nothing. They know more than you. Praise God. Do it this way. No, it's this way I want to do it. Do it that way. Mm, it's that way I want to do it. Praise God. In a nutshell, if you want them to do it this way, tell them to do it the opposite way first. <laughs> then you can be sure they will come and do it the way you want. Praise God. So this young lady was throwing tantrums all over the place. And one evangelist that she likes and adores very well was coming in. So she felt so sad and bad that, you know, she gave, she gave up her true colors in the presence of a revered man of God. So, so she was now feeling so bad and she had to go and hug the mother and say sorry to the mother and all that. So the man of God was now asking her question. I said, why did you feel bad? Because you saw me. I know that you respected me, but there's something inside of you that sees 
you more than I can ever see you. You carry God around every time. So even if I didn't walk in, you have done something before God himself, which is more bad. So she taught the girl that, look, be conscious. Start getting conscious that, look, you carry God everywhere. Throwing tantrums around the house and distributing and exerting your anger does not bring out the true picture of who you are as a child of God. So the lady later on in life, about 10 years later when she was already married, the evangelist came around to town again and he was telling her how that simple, uh, that simple incident changed her life around totally. She said that she has learned to manage her anger now. Temper is not an issue because she always tells herself that why would she do that in the presence of God? Because she was conscious. She started being conscious that she was carrying God everywhere she went. Do you know what happens to us also as Christians? Why we dwell on the negative or we stay on the negative is because we are not conscious that we carry God. We are not conscious of it. It's like a temporal thing. Some of us, we remember God when we are coming to church on Sunday morning. Oh, good morning, good morning. God bless you. We, we know Christianese. We can speak all the Christian language. And uh, so immediately after church on Monday morning, your, your colleague is greeting you. How are you? <laughs> uh, you have become a tigress all over again. Praise God. It's not good. Amen. We must be conscious. Now, spraying in the spirit helps you to be conscious of who you carry. That's the third one. It helps you to be conscious. Amen? It helps you to be conscious of who you carry. And it will affect the way you think and live. Praise God. It is so easy when you are not conscious of the indwelling presence of God to become aggravated or allow yourself to lose temper or allow yourself to be in a position of, of unforgiveness, allow you to be in a position of hatred, of malice, of jealousy, of the works of the flesh. It's so easy because you don't know the manner of person you are by virtue of who you carry. Praise God. We don't do things calmly anymore because we are not conscious of the supernatural being we carry on our inside. And we need to be conscious of the presence of God living in us. The songwriter said, I was born to be his dwelling place, a home for the presence of the Lord. If your life is a home for the presence of the Lord, there are certain things that should not be mentioned even amongst you. Why are they still being mentioned? We are not conscious of who we are. We are not conscious of who we carry. And how can we get to that place of consciousness? By speaking in tongues, by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember growing up as a Christian, we were told you should pray one hour every day in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying, try and target that. You know, make it a lifetime journey or whatever. But at least, in my own dictionary, pray minimum 20 minutes in the Holy Ghost a day. Let, let praying in the Spirit 20 minutes, let it not be a pain for you. Let it be a normal thing. Let it be like just having 
a, a can of Coke or Sprite. That's not a good example. I will hear that when I will hear that when I get home. Praise God. Amen. Maybe I'm just expressing myself what I'm missing. <laughs> oh my God. Praise God. I've stayed away from pop for a while now. <laughs> Praise God. I hope it will last. <laughs> Praise God. So if you will take time to fellowship with God, and by speaking in tongues, you can continually be conscious of God's indwelling presence. Okay? Praise God. So come and give us the third reason, brother. It keeps us continually aware of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. Uh, smart man, you have keyed it down. All right. Clap for Dickie Nuche again. He's saying I won't take chances. I don't know whether pastor is testing me today. I have not. Praise God. Reason number four. Put the reason number four there. Reason. Are you getting something today? Yeah. So that, speaking in tongues, I want you to know by revelation, it's not just noise making. I want you to have a revelation of things happening when you are praying in tongues. Praise God. God consciousness is coming in. Praise God. It's a godly, it's an exercise unto godliness. That's what you call godliness. Praise God. Exercising yourself in the things of God. This is a tool God has given you. is to keep him conscious. I mean, keep him conscious in your life. Because we are human beings, we easily forget. That's why the Bible says in the book of James, he that looks at a mirror and forgets what manner of person he is. The human nature forgets. If you think he doesn't forget, are there people in your life that you have done big, big favor for? And tomorrow, they don't even remember. Am I, am I talking to someone? Every human being has almost experienced that. That you have done something good to somebody and you can't even remember. Praise God. Look at you all looking at me as if I'm the only one. Pastor, you are the only one that knows that. How many people have experienced that? Or let me put it in better modern day in, uh, terminology. People have stabbed you on the back. Let me see. That's a user friendly terminology. Yeah. They have stabbed you on the back. Praise God. Amen. Okay. Sister Joy, did you have a question? I thought your hand went up. Did you have a No, you are free. You are free to ask. You didn't have a question. You had a comment? Okay. He gave up. All right. Speaking in tongues eliminates the possibility of selfishness in our prayer life. It eliminates selfishness entering our prayer life. It eliminates selfishness. Self. Mr. Flesh. I. It eliminates it. That's one of the reasons why you need to pray in the spirit. Praying in tongues regularly. 
Prayer from one's mind and thinking may be unscriptural and selfish. How many people know what I'm talking about? That sometimes when you want to pray for your mind, what your mind is saying. Hmm. Some people will say, I'll give you a piece of my mind. I'll say, hmm. Keep that peace. I know, the way you are talking, I know how that peace will be. It will be a peace without peace. Amen. Amen. Prayer from one's mind sometimes, thinking, may be unscriptural and selfish. Too many pastor, oh, sorry. Too many prayers, like, Lord, bless me. Bless my wife. Bless my son, bless my son's wife, and nobody else. Those kind of prayers are very many these days. Praise God. Romans 8.26 says, We know not what to pray for as we ought. We know not what we to pray for as we ought. We know not what we to pray for as we ought. But... Praise God. He did not say we don't know how to pray, for we do not know how to pray. No, we do know how to pray. He's not saying, Lord, teach me how to pray. No, because the Bible teaches us in John 16, 23 and 24. We pray to the Father in the name of uh, Jesus Christ. We know how to pray. But knowing how to pray does not mean you know what to pray about as you ought to pray. You know how to pray. It's different from you know what to pray for. It's different. Just because I know how to pray doesn't mean that I know what to pray for as I ought. I can know how to pray that I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But what are you to pray about? P.C. Nelson, another great Greek scholar of our generation who had the P.C. Nelson translation of the Bible, is the founder of the Southwest Bible Institute, said the Greek interpretation of Romans 8.26 literally means this. The Holy Ghost maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. In articulate speech. He makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. Articulate speech means your regular language. That it, you, it can't come out in your regular language. Praise God. Praise God. So this also includes praying in other tongues. <laughs> Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It agrees with what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Let's quickly do that and uh, I think I guess right that we will get to number four. Number four. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. He says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. Amplified says, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. So I want you to know that one, we need to be careful anytime we are praying in the Holy Ghost that we don't allow our friends to make jest of us. Anyone that is, that is uh, 
making jest of you because you are praying in the Holy Spirit, please sound them a good warning. Praise the Lord. It's sin against the Holy Ghost when you jest against him. When you are praying in the Spirit, who is praying? Huh? Your spirit is praying with who? The Holy Spirit. So it's dangerous. Sin against everything can be forgiven. Sin against the Holy Ghost. Ah, don't sin against the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So warn them. Tell them to jest about everything. But this one is a no-go area. Amen. I can see our time is fast spent. But have you learned something today? By God's grace, we'll finish the rest of it. So number four. Number four. Let's put number four there. Speaking in tongues eliminates the possibility of selfishness in our prayers. Praise God. You will not be selfish. You play regularly in the Holy Spirit. Your spirit man will be tuned to pray. Spiritual prayers, scriptural prayers. Not... Even when you go wrong, there will be a check in your spirit. There will be a check. That, huh? I've been in prayer meetings. They will raise prayer points. I say, oh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not scriptural. It will not flow with your spirit. Amen? Praise God. Glory be to God. Have you been blessed today? Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. That's been wonderful. Amen. Uh, if you have any questions, those online as well, put it in the chat. I promise you next, uh, next week before we start off, we will answer the questions as much as we can. And we'll try and finish the remaining, is it five now? Five, six, seven, it must be six, but it's five to ten. So it looks like five, but it's six. Amen. Those are the mysteries of mathematics. It's not that difficult. Praise God. Isn't it so? He said, ah, but they, he said, he said, it's six. No, it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eh, it's six now. Mm. It's five to ten. How can it be six? Praise God. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Somebody said, I don't have the gift of figures. No, you have it. All right. Praise God. Let's just lift up our hands to heaven wherever we are. I just want you to pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.